We are living in a time of utmost confusion. Wars rage in various parts of the world. We witness so much conflict and lack of peace at times. It seems at this moment in time that the world has never been as close to witnessing nuclear warfare, the effects of which would decimate millions. Even in places such as Ukraine, where Russia is currently raging a war, we hear stories of innocent people laying down their lives to defend their country and freedom. Closer to home, we witness a lot more violence and hatred on our streets, sometimes brought on for no apparent reason. We live in a culture of death where even the most vulnerable and innocent in society are the targets of the most inhumane acts of cruelty. Even in our church there are very serious cases of financial and sexual scandal that can easily leave a person demoralised and wanting to leave if their faith is not deep enough. So what do we do? Where do we go? To whom do we turn to? Is there an answer? Today we see so much destruction, evil, hatred, violence, lack of respect and lack of love of neighbour in our world. Wars and destruction such as we are currently seeing in Ukraine just to mention one location. There is a culture of death which is so prevalent in our society in many forms such as abortion and euthanasia. We have so many people, especially among our youth, who are embracing LGBT in all of its forms. There is persecution of the innocent and a general lack of love towards people from all walks of life. Both in society and within our own church, we see corruption, lies, confusion, fraud, oppression, even right now as, as can be seen in the current Vatican financial trials. These are all things that can so easily get us down and disheartened. It is so easy to get caught up in all of this and not see the light at the end of the tunnel. There is a mindset creeping into society that he who shouts the loudest wins, while at the same time discarding the importance of logic and reason. Even the art of genuine, honest debate is losing its place to stacking one side of the argument so as to give the impression that there is no other argument to be made. Indeed, within Catholic circles, the more widespread this type of scenario becomes, the more of a temptation there is to revert back into our comfortable cliques, and so the focus turns back in on oneself, rather than moving outwards with the Gospel. And so what is the answer to a world that is really losing the run of itself and is on a very dangerous course? The answer, my friends, is Jesus Christ. But what part are we to play for him? How are we to bring any kind of a change in the world? And is it even possible? The answer to this one is a most definite yes, and this is done by our personal holiness and becoming great saints. Now, this may sound like an airy-fairy cop-out of an answer to so many, as it indeed it once was to me, but I am thoroughly convinced that if enough reach the heights of genuine holiness and sainthood, the effect would be greater than all of the nuclear weapons or earthly military armies that could possibly exist. You see. When we hear the words love, meekness, gentleness, compassion, there can be an automatic tendency to immediately associate these with weakness or surrender of waving the white flag to evil. But in reality that, my friends, could not be any further from the truth. 
these are some of the key stepping stones to genuine holiness. And this holiness is not for a select few or for those who enter a convent or a monastery for a life of solitude and prayer. This does not mean that we lay down and do not speak the truth. Indeed, we have a duty to defend and to speak the truth. But this also requires growing in genuine holiness, not just paying lip service or saying a few prayers and not going any further than that. It goes far, far deeper. The Church, in her wisdom, actually officially teaches that holiness is for every single person who lives, regardless of what state of life they have, regardless of whether they are young or old, married or single, priest or religious. As the Church in her wisdom states that every person must follow in his, meaning Jesus's, footsteps and conform themselves to his image, seeking the will of the Father in all things. They must devote themselves with all their being to the glory of God and the service of their neighbour. In this way, the holiness of the people of God will grow into an abundant harvest of good as is admirably shown by the life of so many saints in the church. One of the places that I love to visit is a place called Gugambara, which is in my own home diocese of Cork and Ross in Ireland. This is a simple, beautiful place, surrounded by a stunning lake and breathtaking mountains that cry out in praise to God. In the centre of this lake is a small oratory founded by Saint Finbar, who lived there as a hermit in the 6th century. The place is a slice of heaven, far off the beaten track and away from the hustle and bustle of the city and noise. Back in the day, as news of Finbar spread, the number of disciples began to grow and eventually they moved to the mouth of the River Lee to found a monastery in what is now Cork City. I love this and stories like this as our little nation here in Ireland is so rich in history of such saints. But most of us are not called to be hermits. Each of us are called to live in the world, but to not be of the world. I am called to become a saint through my vocation of marriage and as a father. You are all called to holiness in whatever vocation or walk of life you are called to. In scripture, we can read a multitude of examples where Jesus is giving us the blueprint for holiness or the satnav to heaven. In Matthew 5.14, Jesus states that we are to be the light of the world. This is beautiful, but what does it mean? How can we even achieve this? Well, before I delve into that, let me go back to the Acts of the Apostles, 12, 1-11. This was the first reading of Mass at the recent solemnity of Saints Peter and Paul. What struck me when praying with the scripture was how Saint Peter was imprisoned although an innocent man, not guilty of any crime. Society at this time, much like today, was rejecting the gospel and the true church. Innocent people were being persecuted. Yet what was the reaction of the faithful? St. John Chrysostom gives us the answer. He says, Notice the feelings of the faithful towards their pastors. They do not riot or rebel. They have recourse to prayer, which can solve all problems. They do not say to themselves, we do not count. There is no point in our praying for him. Their love led them to pray and they did not think along those lines. 
Have you noticed what these persecutors did without intending to? They made their victims more determined to stand the test and the faithful more zealous and loving. More zealous and loving. That is the key. With all that we are experiencing in our world and within our church today, can we honestly say that we as the church in general are growing in love of our neighbour? That we are being lights in the world? Or are we contributing to building the walls of division between ourselves and those who hold an opposite viewpoint? Again, I am not saying that we take everything laying down and allowing people to walk all over us. The truth must always be protected and proclaimed. It is our duty and an act of charity to do so, even if the message is rejected. But in being bearers of that message, can we honestly say that we have done our all to grow in holiness so as to be lights in the world? I for one hold my hand up and say I have not. And maybe this is because at this time in my own prayer life I've been very much challenged by God to grow in this area. Saint Teresa of Avila tells us that Christ has no body now but yours, no hands, no feet on earth but yours. Yours are the eyes through which he looks. Yours are the eyes through which he looks compassion on this world. Yours are the feet with which he walks to do good. Yours the hands through which he blesses all the world. Yours are the hands, yours are the feet, yours are the eyes, you are his body. Christ has no body now on earth but yours. This, my friends, when contemplated on deeply, is a massive responsibility. Yet every one of us has been called to it. So how do we take those concrete steps to growing in holiness? St. Bernard of Claveau points the way by telling us, If you refuse to share in the common gossip, if you shun involvement in the problems of the hour and set no store by the fancies that attract the masses, if you reject what everybody covets, avoid disputes, make light of lo losses and pay no heed to injuries, however great the crowds that surround you, you can enjoy the benefits of solitude if you refrain from curiosity about other people's conduct and shun rash judgment. Even if you should see your neighbour doing what is wrong, refuse to pass judgment on him. Excuse him instead. Excuse his intention, even if you cannot excuse his act, which may be the fruit of ignorance or surprise or chance. Now, maybe some of you listening to this are rolling your eyes at this point, as this may seem like a case of rolling over and surrendering, as we already have mentioned. But it is not. The longest journey in the world can be from the head to the heart, and the greatest war or battle in the world can be with dying to self so as to conform to Christ's divine will. This can be the greatest of all battles in our lives. We can sometimes do the things that look right or seem right on the outside, but our wills and heart are still not in the right place. St. Francis de Sales describes this point in his classic Introduction to the Devout Life. He says, Everyone paints devotion according to his own passions and fancies. A man given to fasting 
thinks himself very devout if he fasts, although his heart may be filled with hatred. Much con concerned with sobriety, he doesn't dare wet his tongue with wine or water, but won't hesitate to drink deep of his neighbor's blood by detraction and calumny. Another man thinks himself devout because he daily recites a vast number of prayers, but after saying them, he utters the most disagreeable, arrogant and harmful words at home and among his neighbours. Friends, there is so much more that can be said, but I'm going to conclude for now. We can all literally change the world in a radical way by doing battle not with our neighbour, but with ourselves, so as to become conformed to the image of Christ. Increasing in holiness is not something that we can do ourselves, but can only be done by God within us. God is the one who does increase our holiness, but because he respects the gift of free will so much, he can only act when we allow him to. It is up to us to make the space for him. He is the one who does the work within us. This is for another video, another day. At the time of this recording, we are witnessing nations threatening each other with nuclear weapons and attacks that could decimate whole nations. This would have a major impact on the world. Yet you can have an even greater impact by choosing the path of holiness. If you have not already, are you ready to step up and to begin this journey?